Listening is cool and all, but watching gives you so much more. See the players' real-time reactions, flub-ups, and all the snark that intern Alan Smithy can dole out on the running commentary, only at Balderdash Academy's YouTube channel. The following podcast was recorded during the coronavirus pandemic. Audio qualities may vary among performers. Hello and welcome to Balderdash Academy. I'm your headmaster, Bob LeBlanc. Joining me as always is our faculty, the head of Home Ec and Wellness, Professor Marie Stewart Harmon. Hello, everybody. Head of Guidance, Mr. Nate Green. Thank you. Thank you. Calm down. <laughs> Coach of the Balderdash Academy Dashers, Coach Steve Corning. Let's go, Dashers. Head of English Language Arts, Professor Molly McGill. Greetings, everyone. Our visiting professor today is Tuck Tucker, stand-up comic and improviser with Running With Scissors and the Chamber of Comedy. Tuck has agreed to be our scorekeeper tonight while our faculty members compete for the coveted reigning champion banner. They will perform a series of challenges. At the end of each challenge, Tuck will assign points to a competitor he feels is most worthy. He's not looking for the correct answer, but he's looking for the best answer. The points are arbitrary and can be given to anyone for any reason. At the end of the show, the faculty member with the highest point total will be named the reigning champion. Our current champion is Professor Molly McGill. Thank you. Thank you. That sound means it's now time for a pop quiz. Our first quiz is from Professor Molly McGill, English Language Arts. Molly? Hello, faculty. So good to see you all. And visiting professor, welcome. As you know, we always kick off our meetings with a word of the day. I'm going to give you a word. I want you to tell me the meaning of it, and we'll see how much you've all been studying in between faculty meetings. (laughs) Today's word of the day is febricula. Febricula. Today's word of the day is febricula. 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 I I, I could... uh let you know what that is right off the bat super easy uh it's happens to be when you're a vampire uh everybody's birthday automatically defaults to february and specifically the leap year day it's one way that they keep themselves young um and also still fill their lives with a little bit of sadness yeah that thank you so much for that you're welcome yes marie um, fabricula is actually a, um, it's a, it's a type of arthritis that you get in your knuckles from folding too much laundry. Your, mm. the, the, the constant movement of the fabric within your fingers and the repetitive motion gives you fabricula. Oh, sounds painful. Absolutely. Yes, it's yes. not good. Having researched a little bit of sports science, obviously, uh, as the coach of the Dashers, um, I'm very familiar with the fabricula, which is, of course, the most commonly injured bone in the shin. Fabricula. Thank you. Thank you. Now, I understand why people might be confused with this word. It sounds exotic. It sounds medical. What it actually is, as everybody knows, it's a portmanteau. Between February 
and ridiculous. The Fabricula is a holiday, much like April Fool's, in which people act ridiculous in a deep winter month. It was eventually abandoned due to the risk of frostbite while being an idiot outside. Mm, my goodness, my goodness. Well, visiting professor, it sounds like we have a few very close or very off guesses here. We have Nate's vampire birthday. Mm. We have uh, Marie's arthritis from folding laundry. We have coach's shinbone. Mm-hmm. And we have the portmanteau of the holiday. Which do you think is the best answer between these? I Honestly, I don't really care the correct answer. <laughs> the best answer, the one that resonated with me the most, uh, Mr. Nate Green. Mr. Nate Green. Fab- what would you like to score for Nate? Uh, we're going to give Nate uh, five points. Five generous. points for Nate. Very generous. I appreciate that. That's fabulous. Well, uh, I'll, I can say that you all have not been studying your vocabulary words. Um, this word, fabricula, is actually something that if you had right now, you'd like to keep it to yourself and maybe go see a doctor. It is a slight fever. Hmm. Slight fever. Fabric- I'm Sli- feeling I have a slight fabricula. Huh. How fabriculous. <laughs> so file that away. Fabric- <laughs> So, our first game is called Four Questions. Tuck is an improviser with Running With Scissors, and so, in honor of our visiting professor, I have four questions about the game Rock, Paper, Scissors. Whichever one of our faculty members gives the best, not necessarily the correct, but the best answer, Tuck will award points, our first question. According to Wikipedia, a game like Rock, Paper, Scissors was invented 2,000 years ago, in what country? So according to Wikipedia, a game like Rock, Paper, Scissors was invented 2,000 years ago in what country? Molly, have an answer? Uh, I sure do, because uh, I, I know this. <laughs> um, it was actually invented in Australia, uh, the birthplace of rock and roll, right? So uh, rock and roll, people are really proud about it, and they're like, oi, what are we going to do here? I got to do, which band's going on first? How do we decide this? Oi, there's a lot of oi in Right, and so uh, they're like, we need to figure out which band is on first. There, they came up. There, everyone was slamming their hands, and then they're like, wait a minute, we can figure this out. Uh, and there you go, rock paper scissors was born, and it was then carried uh, throughout the world by these touring bands, um, and children now love it. Who doesn't? Right, Nate? Do you have an answer? Yes. Uh, so that would be India. Uh, what was once a famous place for shipping. A bunch of ships from around the world came by, one carrying rocks, one carrying paper, another carrying scissors, and they got clogged at the entryway. They couldn't figure out how to get through, so they fought it out, and paper beat rock, rock beat scissors, everybody went down, but what did come out of it, other than all those deaths, um, was a game that just spread throughout the trading ports, and within about two fortnights, it was everywhere in the world. People died for your mild schoolyard enjoyment. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Good stuff. All right. Steve. Steve, do you have an answer? Yeah. It, it came from what is now Mexico, um, invented by the Aztecs. Um, they were sick of long, drawn-out conversations, debates about who to sacrifice to the gods next. 
and they just figured out a quick way for two people to compete. The loser is burned to death. Rock, paper, scissors. I'm glad that they got rid of that optional <laughs> ending. I mean, that, that would have made things a little bit more complicated. Yeah, yeah. Marie, what's your answer? Um, uh, rock, paper, scissors actually originated in Scandinavia with the Vikings um, as when they were boarding their ships and going into newfound locations, they would bring certain tools with them and they would bargain with the natives about which tool, rock, paper, or at the time it was two swords used together to do slicing. Um, it is now known as the common day scissor, but in the time it was two swords. Uh, and so they would use them as bartering tools and each one of them had different weight depending on the community that the Vikings were uh, pillaging. <laughs> that makes perfect sense. Perfect sense. The answer was China. Uh, first known mention of the game was in the book Wuzazu by the Chinese during the Ming Dynasty referring to the Han Dynasty. But those were all excellent questions. Tuck, how would you like to score our faculty? Well, here's, here's how I'd like to score it. I'd like to give Molly three points simply because she did an Australian accent, and I was <laughs> waiting for that when she said Australia. So, But I really, really enjoyed Nate's answer i'd like to give nate four points and then i'd four like to tonight. and then i'd like to give marie and steve both a point because it was just entertaining and i enjoyed their <laughs> answers oh you're sweet i know bob i do That's know the cool. first time that it was featured in a publication the, what's the that? game do tell uh it was published in i want to give him two points uh it was published in the kama sutra and it was rock paper scissoring no points. Mm -hmm. Okay, I, do I lose mm -hmm. my previous point as well? <laughs> no, 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 I'm not. I'm not going to deduct. <laughs> I'm used to it. No, I'm used to I, it. I thought about it. I thought about it. But no. <laughs> I can see the look on your eyes. So the next question: In France, a version of the game is called Chifu Mi. This is based on the old Japanese words for what? In France, a version of the game is called Chifu Mi. This is based on the old Japanese words for what, Molly? Please pass the cheese. Because in France, it is very, very common for people to enjoy fromage a lot. Um, and so uh, they took that tradition from Japan, actually, because Japan is really well known for cheese. Um, and they brought that <laughs> to their own culture. Isn't it lovely? Uh, it's beautiful. It's a sharing of cultures. So, Marie, do you have an answer? Uh, can you can you give me the exact phrase again? She fu me. Yes, of course. And I am mispronouncing that for the people at home. <laughs> of course, um, it is uh, in in France. There is a lot of artistry, and there is a lot of like street artists, and um, it is how you exchange forms of payment with the artist. Um, you, you offer and then you perhaps, you know, bargain with your tools and uh, it's, it's how you offer your, your, your transfer of currency for your artistry work. Transferring a currency makes perfect sense. Nate, what's your answer? Uh, well, uh, the French took the Japanese phrases, uh, forgetting that it was actually China where it came from. Uh, but 
they use that and it stands for money over souls, uh, which they chose those words because they thought it was an American inspired game. So they were off on all kinds of different levels. Uh, but of course, America is all about money over souls. So I'm going to lose this one. <laughs> money. <laughs> money over souls. Uh, Coach, what's your answer? For uh, this? this translates directly to similar beret. Um, so obviously, you know, in our culture, if two women arrive at a party wearing the same outfit, they might be mildly miffed. Uh, but in France, this is a this is a serious serious issue, uh, and you can say uh, <clears throat> "she fou me," which means similar beret, and that means that means they have to commit to a duel of fingers to decide who gets to keep wearing the similar beret. That makes sense. We've all seen French films about fingers. The correct mm. answer is one, two, three. Refers to the uh, old Japanese words for one, two, three. All great answers from the faculty, though. Tuck, how would you like to score them? I don't want to. <laughs> then that, <laughs> moving on. <laughs> the common side-blotched lizard exhibits a rock-paper-scissors mechanism in its what? The common side-blotched lizard exhibits a rock paper scissors mechanism in its what marie <laughs> oh it's most definitely its tongue it's how it it's how it communicates with its enemies um it it has three distinct movements with its tongue and as humans we you know we got to give names to everything even tongue movements um and the the three different tongue movements rock paper and scissor that the side blotched lizard does uh, are are three different forms of communication: one for enemies, one for um, family members, and then one for uh, mountable partners. Mm. <laughs> that makes that makes that makes perfect sense. <laughs> perfect sense, Molly. Um, it is actually their loins, their <clears throat> reproductive organs. Rock, paper, scissors. It's a form of birth control that this uh, wonderful species has. If they do not want to fornicate and produce offspring, then it's the scissor, right? It's a no-go, cut it off, not going to happen. If they are like, well, all right, but I'm not going to participate, it's paper. And then if it's rock, they're going to go for it and release it. That makes sense. That makes sense. Coach, you have an answer. Uh, this is, of course, the the eyelids of the, um, what was it? Common <laughs> side-blotched lizard. The common, yeah, I know, obviously I know a lot about this. The common side-blotched lizard's eyelids, uh, depending on its level of fear, hunger, and mm -hmm. horniness, uh, you can see it in its eyelids. So it's all about that eyeshadow. All right, Nate, do you have an answer? Yeah. Uh, well, uh, first, I want to commend my colleagues at uh, completely BSing this, because it's quite wow. clear that's what they did. Um, because, I mean, everybody knows it's much simpler than what you're making it. It's the Wonder Twins rings that all the lizards have, and they can transform into whatever they want. You, usually those three things are like the top three. But, um, but yeah, it's, it's just the ring. The Wonder Twin power is form of a bucket of water. Uh, very close. There's actually two faculty members who got it disturbingly close. Ooh. 
the common side blotch lizard exhibits a rock paper scissors mechanism in its mating strategy. Um, orange scales beat blue scales. Blue beats yellow. Yellow beats orange. Everybody gets beaten. Everybody loves it. So, Tuck, would you like to score the faculty for this? One? I would. Yeah. Um, I'd like to give Molly three because that was a great answer. I'd like to give Marie two, because I really enjoyed her answer as well. I'd like to give Steve one, brilliant with the eyelids. Nate, half a point. Oh, yay. <laughs> half a point for uh, elections. All right. Next question, final question in our four questions. According to a 2017 article from the BBC, researchers have taught the rules of rock, paper, scissors... To what? Marie. Monkeys. It's it's a new they're they're learn, they're training monkeys to be um, babysitters for the, the the staff members in the lab. They're children. They bring their children to work. They're teaching the monkeys how to play rock paper scissors so that the the monkeys can then babysit their children. You guys didn't know that. That makes a lot of sense. Babysit my kids, you damn dirty ape, Nate. <laughs> wow. <laughs> It would be octo- octopi, um, because they're very intelligent. They can get out of anything, and the one thing that they can't do is agree on who's going to escape first. So they have to rock paper <laughs> scissors for it, and um, they have like it's really hard because they have eight hands that can do it all at the same time. It's weird. That makes sense. Great answer, Molly. Uh, inmates taught it to inmates. You got to pass the time somehow. Um, it's not violent, uh, can get violent. They found out that's the 2018 article. Um, but we won't get into that. Um, so yeah, taught it to inmates. Well, that's what you get for giving inmate scissors, Steve. Uh, it was taught to NBA mascots. Um, not everyone knows this, but so much time goes into learning the somersaults and jumping off of trampolines and doing dunks. And they have to start them at such a young age that they miss uh, grade school. Uh, to train to become NBA mascots. So this is kind of a way of readjusting them to normal society when they've been stuck in NBA arenas for decades. So NBA mascots, the correct answer almost goes to Marie. It was chimpanzees. Uh, Japanese researchers taught chimps the rules of rock, paper, scissors. Talk, how would you like to score our faculty? Well, okay. You know, the funny thing is uh, there's there's several ways I could score this because monkeys obviously jumps out first thing. But in my mind, I was thinking octopi. Mm. So, so with Nate, I really love the NBA mascot thing, though. I mean, that's just brilliant. And then Molly didn't even give an animal. <laughs> she gave inmate. So... I don't know if she was thinking outside the box or she didn't even just, she didn't even listen. (laughs) I'm okay with, I admire that because I don't listen half the time either. So what we're going to do, Marie was so close, two points for Marie. Two points for Marie. Steve, I'm giving three. Uh, Nate, I'm going to give one because we were thinking the same. And Molly, half a point. Half a point. After four questions, our points are uh, (laughs) we have Molly with six and a half points. 
followed by Steve with seven points, Marie with nine, Woo! and Nate with ten wow. and a half points. Wow. Which is appropriate because that sound tells us it's time for our second pop quiz. This pop quiz is from the head of guidance, Mr. Nate Green. All right. So, uh, last last meeting, we all talked about my uh, uh, the acronym that stands for my new, uh, what my credentials are, basically. But we're going to take it a different route. Um, everybody knows D.A.R.E. Uh, it's a program that most of us grew up with, uh, drug abuse resistance education. Great program. Um, but it's a little dated. Uh, I want us to come up with a new acronym for that. And uh, right now we're gonna pick um, one of the four. So uh, let's let's kind of do round robin here. Uh, can I just get a volunteer to go first? This is, uh, does anyone really exercise? <laughs> Which is a question I've been sort of asking myself every single day during quarantine. Um, I know people are posting pictures where they're, they're, they're working out at home or they're going for long walks or they're running or they're climbing mountains, but is this all fabricated to just make me feel like a piece of shit for sitting on my couch all day? I think so. Uh, Mar- Marie? Yeah, um, it's don't always regurgitate everything. That mm. So, like, oh, the media these days, it's telling us everything. Drugs were bad at one point, now marijuana cures cancer. You never know what to listen to. So before you start spreading news, don't always regurgitate everything. Yeah. Mm. Like that. Molly? Um, Dare uh, is obviously, um, did Arnold rarely <laughs> elephant? Did, mm-hmm. did, yeah, did Arnold rarely <laughs> elephant? Yeah. Elephant. And uh, the point is, is when you're all <laughs> up on drugs, you don't make any sense. So it's just trying to communicate to the kids how scrambled your brain will be going for that whole fried egg thought, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, just really trying to show people that when you do drugs, man, you can't even figure out a proper acronym. That one really gets you thinking. Uh, Bob, what do you think? Well, everybody knows that, especially during this time, of uh, the end of the lockdown, the pandemic is winding down, the economy is trying to get back up. People are afraid of one unpredictable element, and that is dangerous aardvarks retaliate economically. Mm. We know that since the, uh, the human population was in lockdown, ants exploded. Along with that ant explosion came the aardvarks. Now, aardvarks are getting pushed out. It's not fair. Already been hit so much. Wow. So I think we yeah. have four really good options. Um, uh, Top, can you can you help us pick one that we're going to go with here? Make the new drug abuse resistance education. We're going to get rid of that. What's you the know, new one? I got to tell you that you just don't hear the word aardvark mm. as much as you would like. It's True. just a fun word, <laughs> but it's not my choice. Um, and I think Molly was just trying to make up with the elephant thing because she didn't pick an animal before. <laughs> so, and I don't even remember what Steve's was because I'm high as a kite right now. <laughs> <Wow>. So <laughs> I'm going with Marie 
<laughs> don't always regurgitate everything because in this current climate that we're mm. in, very risky. that's what we need. Don't regurgitate everything. Don't always regurgitate everything. Mm. Whatever. Three points to Marie. Thank you. Three Josh. points for Marie. All right, we're going to make that official. It's going to be don't always regurgitate everything. Wow. Gonna be don't always regurgitate everything. But do sometimes regurgitate a little. Some things. Yeah, sometimes you have to. Cows do it. <laughs> so our next game is Lie, Lie Again. I will read a weird or unusual fact about select members of the faculty. Some are actual truths written ahead of time by the panelists, while others are utter and absolute lies created by myself. Our visiting professor and fellow faculty members may question the subject to better understand whether or not the statement is true or a lie. Either way, the subject must convince everyone else that the unusual fact is true, no matter how absurd it sounds. Our first truth or lie. Nate has taken pilot lessons, right, Nate? Yes, I have. All right, who has our first question for Nate? Marie. Did you get your license? I did not. <laughs> no, uh, it was uh, it was fun, but uh, also scary. Tuck, go ahead. What does what does Squawk seventy five hundred mean? Hmm. Wow, digging deep real quick. Squawk seventy five hundred. Um, I don't. Or just think Squawk. It... What does Squawk mean? Squawk uh, just means you know, is there somebody on this on this frequency? There's somebody there. Okay. All right. Mm. Where did you All take right. these lessons, Nate? I'm really curious. So it was a gift from my wife because I love flying and I was batting that around. Um, I can't remember where, like what the company name was, but it was at the jet port, uh, the Portland jet port. And it was in wow. a Cessna. Um, <laughs> and uh, I did it once. I did it once. That that is interesting that you know Bob specified multiple lessons. Uh, <clears throat> I believe. What was the official question, Bob? Am I allowed to? I just said that Nate took flying lessons. Hmm. When uh, was when did she give this gift to you? Pre kids. Oh, pre kids. Pre kids. Okay. Pre kids. Um, yeah, I would say it's. Ugh, let's see. Probably two thousand eight. Probably a couple years before our first kid. Hmm. Um. Yeah, and it was when we were taking, what did it for me? And I don't know, maybe I would like it, but what did it for me was we were taking off and uh, the pilot instructor said, here's the choke, hold this. If you let go, the engine will stop. And that at that moment, I'm like, oh, geez, no, I can't do this. Um, <laughs> Fun fact, that pickup line does not work. Uh, <laughs> it really doesn't. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, that kind of set the tone for the remainder of that that flight. Any other questions for Nate? I mean, it's obviously true because he knows what a choke does. Because <laughs> they're not on gas, you know, so, on lawnmowers or. Uh, I was just gonna say he's got the, it. it you no, know, it's indisputable. So if All right, you so... if you are flying on a plane as a passenger and suddenly mm -hmm. the pilot dies, passes mm. out, can't fly the plane anymore, do you think that you could remember enough skills from your flying lessons to safely guide the plane away from danger? Wow. That's a good question. This is a stupid answer. Um, not from that, <laughs> but from Flight Simulator, maybe. Um, <laughs> no, that makes uh, sense, yeah. 
but uh, but no, I can't. I have to tell you that is one thing that constantly goes through my head. I'm a planner. I think about scenarios. What happens if that happens? Well, I know you put the headset on. They'll coach you right through it. And whatever airplane you're, it's yes, I I would be able to land it. I don't know how. I would just do what people told me to. Okay. Mm. All right. You you've heard the questions. Now let's hear your conclusions. Steve, is it true or is it a lie? I I think it's true only because Bob would really be throwing Nate under the bus if he gave him this. You know what I mean? It, that would be so mean of Bob. And I know Bob is a good teammate, so usually he'll go to something that's kind of close to reality. But this this would be this would be an epic throw under the bus, and I would love Bob for it, but I don't think he would do that. So Steve's answer is it's true because of metagaming. Molly, do you have an answer? <laughs> um, yeah, I think it's true because um, it sounds like Nate. It sounds like he'd try it, but then maybe just it's not for him, and he'd just never do it again and just get terrified. It sounds it's it's very close to the balloon fear. Uh, I, feel, <laughs> I feel like you have some some fear and fear of flying maybe developed from it. I, I think you did. I think you did it. And I, I think it's good, good on you. Fear of flying and balloons, Marie. So far in this, I, I am very easily convinced by what other people say. And so I really want to say it's true because Molly and Steve are convinced. Um, but there's something that I'm just not sold on, and I don't know what it is, so I think it's a lie. All right, true, true, lie. Tuck, what do you think? Do you think it's true, or do you think it's a lie? So, first, right out of the gate, I thought, this has got to be a lie. Nate, I'd like to know, when you do Flight Simulator, is it with a lot of other people online, or is it by yourself? It's by myself. I haven't done it since Windows 95. Whoa. Oh. Yeah, but I had a joystick. I wasn't born yet. <laughs> Just so barely. he hasn't done it since <laughs> so the free version said, in Excel. Okay, I, I'm going, my answer is lie. Oh, lie. So we have Steve with truth, Molly with truth, Marie with a lie, Tuck with a lie. I'm second guessing this now. I like I like Tuck's reasoning. Nate, what's the story? Uh, It's true. Oh, Um, yeah. Actually, Aaron, uh, Aaron met the guy at I think it was the Cumberland Fair. He had a booth up. And uh, she asked, like, would you just do one? Can I get a gift certificate for a flying lesson? So totally legit. Went up and, yeah. Uh, it was fun. I had the same reaction, though, when I started driving a car, like, just white-knuckling in. I'm like, this is going to be the death of me. Um, and I think that if I continued with it, I could get over it. Um, but it's so friggin' expensive. I can't Whoa. do that. Yeah. All right. Talk. how would you like to score this round? Well, obviously... Uh... Molly and Steve get a point. They were correct. As simple as that, I like it. Speaking of Steve, Steve once performed at a location that was infested with bats so much, they had a dedicated net and box to catch them. Uh, any questions? Steve, was this inside so, or outside? We don't have any questions. This was an indoor show. Indoor show. Yeah. So where were these bats? Is it in, like, where, where are we this, indoor? This was, in this is an old library um, that has been, I have no idea how old, 100 years old, in uh, Dover, New Hampshire. Very, very old building. It's been there forever. I've performed there a handful of times doing my juggling show. And uh, <clears throat> I think it was last summer I was there, and, you know, they... <laughs> 
they mention it beforehand like oh just so you know while you're setting up in the space there is a box and there is a net don't freak out we got everything under control i was like sure fine totally forgot about it as soon as the show is over a, a bat literally comes down from presumably from another room because the room i was in didn't have like tall rafters or anything like that flew right in and i was handed a net because they thought i was good with my hands <laughs> so wait you're supposed to catch the bat with the net and then put it in the box, in the box? yes that's like what animal crossing well I, i'm one of those people where you know in a situation where i feel like i can be helpful i will at least try my best and it was kind of this older woman, and she did not look like she was ready or willing to be catching bats. I'm not sure who's normally doing it at this library. Um, but Weirdest I said, yeah, euphemism ever, shot. catching bats. Yeah, I was like, I'll give it a shot, sure. <laughs> and, uh, I want yes. to know how that went down. How did that go down, that whole bat catching? Give me, give me kind of the play-by-play there. Uh, so I had this, I had like a, you know, kind of, what I picture it being in my head is like, um, for used in pools to get like leaves out. You know what I'm talking about? Like one of those nets. Uh, that's what I picture it being. I don't really remember uh, exactly what it was, but it was kind of long handle with a net on the end. And the, the woman's like, do you mind? I was like, sure. I'll try and catch this bat. Cause apparently it's just been pooping everywhere in this library. Um, so it was after my show, pretty much everyone had left. A couple people stuck around to watch this, obviously this new development. Um, and I swung around for a while. Honestly, I gave it my all for about 15, 20 minutes. <laughs> Cause once you start trying to catch a bat in a library, there's like this, at least in me, this thing kicks in this kind of like, um, we've you know, all like, been there. We exactly. understand. You guys know. Yeah. Um, but you know, I'm kind of competitive and I wanted to catch this bat. I did not. I had to eventually give up because the bat was a little too fast. Huh. Any questions? Any further questions? Any other questions for Steve? Did you get hired to come back? Not yet. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. Should have caught the bat. <laughs> I know. I know. I should have. Tuck, you have a question? What's the real name for bat poop? Uh, I believe it's guana. Guano, yeah, guana, yeah. Guano, yeah, sorry. And what did I say? Guana? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That was, that was close. At least I didn't say Guam. Any other questions for Steve? Nate? Nate All right. You've been quiet. You got anything? Did uh, Did anybody watching the show know about the bats? I'm assuming some of the regulars knew why there was a box and a net in the corner of the room. <laughs> if I had to guess. They've seen this, they've seen this before. The their own uh, no! No, but there were a few umbrellas. I'm not sure if that was related or not. Well, how are you going to catch the guano? <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> hey, that's stinky gold, man. <laughs> stinky gold. All right, any other questions for Steve? All right, you've heard the questions. Now let's hear the conclusions. Nate, is it true or is it a lie? I don't know. I think I think it's true. I mean, it's a solid story. I yeah, I completely believe it's true. All right, we have one true, Marie. <sighs> I initially was like, oh, definitely true, definitely, definitely true. Um, and then um, Steve had a really hard time describing the net and pole, and and you said in your mind, mm-hmm. not what it was. It's so, just because I have a poor memory. <laughs> I know, me too, me too. Um, but I'm, I'm going to go with I think you're lying. Mm. All right, Nate True, Maria Lie, Molly, what's your answer? I'm going to go with lie. 
I, at first, Molly. I wanted it to be true because I know you performed in a lot of wacky places mm-hmm. and all over the place. But I have to agree with Marie. If you're if you're at a bat, trying to catch a bat, I think that would kind of like burn into your memory a bit more and how that went down. And also, I'm pretty sure Bob said that it was infested, but you just talked mm. about one bat. And I feel like you're not really sure where the box and the net were. I feel like there's a lot of things that aren't mentioned. Mm. A lot of things that aren't mentioned. So we have Nate with a truth, Marie with a lie, Molly with a lie. Tuck, what's your answer? I think it's the truth. And his details came so quickly. And the best detail was the little old lady came up and said, could you catch the bat? (laughs) So I just, I feel like to create this story in this amount of time, I mean, it's just, it's got to be true. It's got to be true. All right, Steve, we have two truths and a lie. Mm. And it's true. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, all right. (laughs) Um, So it is completely true. And uh, I believe I might have video to prove it. Hi, this is Bob. You're about to hear the reaction of the faculty and our visiting professor to video of Steve attempting to catch a bat with a net. To see this video, visit us on YouTube, look up Balderdash Academy. There is a link to this episode in the description of the podcast. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> this is the funniest Oh man, this is amazing! <laughs> I really thought I was gonna get it. So much confidence. <laughs> wow. All right. you are. Wow, that's so, good stuff. Thank you, Bob. That was very Tuck, funny. Tuck, how would you like to score? <laughs> I gotta keep it consistent. Nate gets a point. So Nate said it was true. Is that right? Nate said it was true. Okay. Nate said it was true. So that marks our halftime. So the points as they stand right now. In last place is our reigning champion, Molly, with seven and a half points. Whoa. Followed by Coach Steve with eight. Nate with 11 and a half. That means that Marie returns at halftime to play Mask Charade. Yes! She's currently in the lead with 12 points. We'll see you after this break. Welcome back to our halftime. We have in the lead, Marie with 12 points, followed by Nate with 11 and a half. We have Steve with eight and Molly with seven and a half. That marks our halftime with our halftime pep talk. The coach of the Dashers, Coach Steve Corning. Oh, guys, guys, huddle up. I have a lot to talk to you guys about. Um, this mostly goes to uh, Molly and myself. Um, we're looking washed up out there, okay? Um, this other team, they brought their, their A game, and here we are. We're the Dashers, for God's sakes, okay? We have a history to uphold. A history of winning, okay? I want to dump Gatorade all over you and myself after the game, okay? So I want you to go out there. I want you to play 
for your parents, okay? I want you to play for the staff of Balderdash Academy. I want you to play for your city. I want you to play for the country. I want you to play for the entire continent of North America. I want you to play for the Western Hemisphere. I want you to play for the entirety of Earth, okay? Do you understand me and Molly? Yep. Okay. Sure do. No, I, no I get pressure. it too. Thank you. No um, that was my pep talk, um, and it's it's kind of yeah. I'm good. I'm glad, um, but I'm kind of getting sick of me having to give myself a pep talk every game because I'm in the losing half. Uh, so eventually, I'm hoping to address someone else with my pep talk other than myself. But of course, it won't be halftime without a little bit of trivia, a pop quiz, if you will. And last last episode, we talked about the cure for coronavirus, which was, what was it, drinking a bottle of whiskey? An entire bottle of vodka. Vodka, yes. An entire bottle of yeah. vodka. Yeah. Yep. Um, so, unfortunately today, you know, throughout all the news, we have to talk about the coronavirus and all that stuff. And, of course, the world of sports has been very affected by this pandemic. It's a global pandemic. And sports fans haven't had much to watch. Um, for months, you know, since basically mid-March, that's when all the leagues ended. Um, but a lot of sports fans have been very excited in the month of May. There's been UFC fighting, there's been NASCAR racing, and of course, everyone's favorite, German soccer. All right? Now, German soccer is basically the first team sport to come back, and I think still the only team sport at the time of this recording. Um, and this, this one should be obvious, uh, pop quiz today. I just need, very simply, the name of Germany's premier soccer league. Of course, it's football in Germany. But I just need the name of Germany's premier football league. Okay? That's all I need. And it's, this should be pretty easy. It's very, very popular to watch. Um, one, of the, one of the biggest leagues in the entire world. Just, that's all I need. Just the name of the premier football league in Germany. Um... So one word, just the name. Brischenhagen f***ing Drusterbunden da dis team. Gesundheit. Thank you. <laughs> there was a little hyphen in there, but... Okay, yeah, yeah. Multiple words is fine. No, That's, I mean, yeah. it's one word. That was it's one word. Hyphenate. Oh, okay, yeah. What was it? Uh, well, I, we need to replay. <laughs> Instant replay. <laughs> Instant replay. <laughs> Instant replay. Instant replay. There you go with the instant replay. Um, I I do know the name, and it has been it has gotten some controversy, especially in modern day twenty twenty. Mm. Um, it does have a hyphen in it. Yes, yes, that is. It it, it, it has gotten close. some be controversy, close. but you know they're trying to to maintain <laughs> some of that. so even though that was absolutely innocuous i'm going to beep it out to make it sound like it was something bad Uh, because i can i have the beep (laughs) molly what's your answer um bob it's really funny because you said it before but uh but that was the former league Mm. it is now Mm -hmm. Lederhosen Hosen. Yes. Because their uniforms, you know how they had to change the uniforms in the 50s mm-hmm. because they weren't appropriate? Um, so well, a they, lot of they, things weren't. A lot. So they made 
like maybe your answer for perhaps. <laughs> uh, so they made the uniforms more Lederhosen esque. Um, so they then really wanted to uh, capitalize on that and also, you know, the great German culture. Leather pants, pants. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. Now, I have a, a number of German friends, very close with a number of people in Germany. And uh, the the correct answer, das Football. Mm. Das Football. I was hoping someone would say das Foot. <laughs> so it's very close. So, Thank Steve? You. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for laughing, Tuck. What was the answer? <laughs> I'm glad someone got that reference. All right. The answer to Germany's premiere. You guys, some of you were very close, actually. It is. Um, Thank you. The Bundesliga. The Bundesliga. Yeah, exactly. The Bundesliga. So there you go, guys. If you want to watch uh, live sports, that's literally the only place to watch it. So wunderbar. I hope you like German. I hope we know how to apologize in German. Tuck, how would you like to score points? Negative one for Marie. There we go. (laughs) (laughs) And everybody else. Everybody else gets one point. Everybody else gets one point. Everybody else gets one. Marie minus one. (laughs) So I'm wondering if this is a coup, because that means right now the scores are... At last place, we have Molly with eight and a half points. Next, we have Steve with nine. Marie just got bumped out of the lead with 11. It means that our current... Champion, our current lead is former Raymond, reigning champion, <laughs> Nate, not former Raymond champion. <laughs> Raymond champion couldn't appear on the show tonight. Everybody Raymond loves champion. <laughs> our former champion and our current lead is now Mr. Nate Green. Air Banjo. Mr. Nate Green. However, due to Marie's answer, we are going to punish her and have <laughs> her be the one to do the charades. That's fair. <laughs> It is fair. And that leads us to our next game, Mask Charade. Now, Tuck secretly sent Marie the name of his favorite movie. Marie will then play a game of charades with that movie as the topic. The rest of the faculty will don blindfolds and try to guess the movie based on my poor description of Marie's charades. Is it Das Boot? <laughs> das Boot 2 Electric Bootaloo Blindfolds on You're gonna love mine what is <laughs> Sloth Princess The Sloth King Cometh <laughs> Everybody shopped at the same store Apparently <laughs> I can't even see what everyone else is wearing <laughs> Marie All right. Are you ready Here we go I have never been more ready You may begin Three words. First word, clueless. <laughs> Questions. <laughs> Confused. Mm. Looking up. She's wondering. She's thinking. She's smoking. She is high. <laughs> she is gone out there, completely dazed. Pineapple. She has. Dazed and confused. Mm. Boom! Wow. All Is right. <laughs> That it? <laughs> Which one was it, Marie? Dazed and confused. Dazed and confused. Yes. Very. My life. Very quick game. 
Thanks for saying dazed, Bob. He also You're said welcome. confused. Yep. She looks dazed and I'm confused. confused. <laughs> Bob did right, not tell the name of the movie. <laughs> Tuck, you uh, you saw the charades, you heard the guesses. How would you like to score? You know, oh. it was it was three words, so I think we gotta go with three points. Wow. Three points. Who gets the points? <laughs> Nate gets them all. <laughs> Three for Nate. Can we take our masks off? <laughs> um, on. No, no. We're still we're keeping all them on. Them. Okay. Everybody's wearing. In fact, Tuck just put one on. Yeah. No crap. Yeah, we're all t- in this together. Yeah, Nate, you can take your mask off. Oh. <laughs> Come on, Bob. <laughs> Oh, Bob. <laughs> Bob is yeah, just doesn't let the joke ride. <laughs> All right, um, <laughs> he's too nice. Our current point total: last place we have Molly with eight and a half points. Oh. Steve comes up next with nine. Mm-hmm. Marie is at eleven. Nate fifteen and a half points. Oof. Yes, Tom. Like uh, I'd like to throw a curveball in. I would Curve like away. to give. I would like to give all of Molly's points to Marie. <laughs> what? All right. All what just Steve, happened? All of Steve's points. <laughs> all of Steve's points. What did I just give? All of Molly's points to Marie. Yeah. yeah. All of Molly's points on? to Marie. <laughs> I'd like yes. to give all of. I'd like to give all of Marie's points to Steve. Wait, is this after she's already accumulated Molly's, or are you just like shuffling them around? Adele, well, for 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 Nate questioning what I was doing, (laughs) subtract 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 three and a half. Three and a half from Nate. Did I mess with Steve? Who's whose points didn't I mess with? Do Uh, I still have points? Oh, I have Molly. Molly doesn't have any points. Oh wait, wait. I get. We got to get right. Let's give Molly. <laughs> Wait a minute. What did I? What did I do again? You gave Molly's points to Marie. You gave gave all of Molly's to Marie. Gave Marie's all of Marie's to, to Steve, and then you knocked. Please give Steve to Molly, please. Give Steve's to Molly. Okay, that's a slight. And nothing happens to Nate but minus three point five. Don't question him. Don't right. question him. We all have a story is a podcast dedicated to learning more about the folks around us, one person at a time. We'll chat with accountants, bus drivers, entertainers, novelists, beekeepers, piano tuners, booksellers, artists, and more. Check out We All Have a Story using your favorite podcast app or service. After the point shift, we currently have Marie with eight and a half points, Molly with nine, Steve with 11, and Nate with 12. It's time for our final pop quiz of the night. The quiz is from the head of home economic and wellness, Professor Marie Stewart Harmon. Hello, everybody. So in this time of stay at home, everybody's, you know, learning how to utilize their homestead a little bit more. And people are growing tomatoes, um, along with many other things. But today I'd like to talk to you about tomatoes. Um, you'd think, because of how beautiful this, to- this baby tomato plant looks, that growing tomatoes is very easy. And it can be, 
However, sometimes the tomato leaves droop and get really sad looking. And I would like to know from you guys what you would do if your tomato plant was looking very sad and had droopy leaves. Molly, I know that you have, you have quite the homestead. You've got animals, you've got little chickens. I, I, I know you were working on your, on your garden beds the mm -hmm. other day. Um, mm -hmm. What would you do? Um, well, I, I love that you asked. And um, it's, kind, it's kind of a, a little thing I keep in my pocket, but I'm happy to share it with you, you all, especially in this time when everybody is, you know, growing victory gardens and, and really trying to step up their homesteading. Uh, what I do, uh, and this is very well known, is that all plants enjoy music, right? Mm. Um, so I will often go outside, and my plants in particular love um, Come Sail Away. And so I will do that on repeat for about three hours. Mm -hmm. And I swear to God, you come out after and you see a little lift going on. They just need a, they need a morale boost. They need a little ditty, you know? So um, it might not be come sail away for your particular plants. This year it is for mine. Um, so come sail away with the tomato plant. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Come sail away. Gentlemen, either of you have any, uh, any um, ideas for how to keep your boost up your sad tomato plants? I think everybody has their own little tricks and everything. And, uh, you know, each tomato plant's an individual. Um, I, I would say what works for my tomato plants um, is uh, I just, I take a little Percocet and I just shove it right down in there. And I fill up one of those bulbs with a little bit of vodka and just put it in so that way it can suck it down. And then I invite one of the neighbor uh, tomato plants over just to socialize. Um, I keep them six feet apart. They're like on opposite ends of the deck. But it really is, it's really a nice little pick-me-up. Do you provide a Percocet for the neighbor plant as well? So that they're on the same level? Or is this just to boost no. up your current plant? I don't, uh, I don't subscribe to medication sharing. I feel like okay. it needs to come specifically from the provider. Like my tomato plant, uh, Carl, he has a prescription for that, for him. Um, so, uh, but, so uh, Percocet and vodka. Yeah. For Carl. Fear and loathing in the victory garden. Steve, yes. what's your answer? Uh, well, I, I'm going to be honest. I don't have the greenest thumb in the world. Um, but I do have a lot of experience being droopy and sad. Um, and what I do when I'm feeling droopy and sad is I watch one of my favorite films and eat an entire pizza. Um, so I think tomatoes, they're from Italy. Put on a good film for them. The original Italian job. With Michael the original Kane. one. The original one, yeah, Michael Caine. With Marco Caine. You gotta blow the bloody jaws off, you know, and all that. You know, it's That's it, good. that will connect. When he did his Australian bit, yeah. Yeah, you know, I'm Michael Caine, don't you know? From down under. Oh, that's a bloody big knife. You gotta blow off that bloody doors whip. Because you gotta watch the Italian job uh, and the pizza aspect. Yeah, you know, just sprinkle a little bit of Parmesan cheese right on that plant. Um, you can grate a little bit if you have some fresh stuff. Um, you know, crack open a cold one. Just really kind of, you know, try and forget your problems, kick back, enjoy life a little bit, and in in moments, your plant will be fully erect. Um, that works. Follow-up question for you, Steve. That would be very easy for me, and uh, Nate, you mentioned that your plant is named Carl. Mm. This is Henrietta. Henrietta, mm. the, the heirloom San Marzano. 
mm-hmm. tomato growing. Um, it would be very easy for me to set Henrietta up on the couch next to me and queue up the Italian job. Sure. If my plant has already been transplanted outside, Steve, do you, do you think that setting up a television in the window and then providing the Parmesan outside would be enough? Well, here's the thing. You need that, you need that family aspect, you know, it's, so this is a full television outside move. You know what? We live in a time where you can bring a tablet or a cell phone or a projector outside Innovative. and just cuddle up with your plant. Yeah. Um, you know, grab a beer for yourself, grab a uh, you know, uh watering dish. What do you call the things with a spout? Water, watering <laughs> can. <laughs> grab a watering can. You were fifty percent uh, correct. So. Look at um, I'm not one to talk because this is a real story. This isn't <laughs> this isn't made up. I recently had an actual plant named Robert, uh, Robert Plant, of course, and uh, we recently had to throw him in the dumpster because we did not take good enough care of him. So I, <laughs> I cannot answer this well for you, Marie. I'm sorry. Can I, can I just say the combination of these, you know, popping a perk, down in a bottle of vodka, crying into your pizza listening to come sail away that's basically everyone's wednesday exactly yeah it is wednesday i actually have a garden i I know the real answer it's very simple if if your plants are droopy if they're not doing well you can actually buy a box it's blue powder you mix this blue powder with water it is of course powdered viagra Mm. Right, you pour this over the plant, and the plant, whether it's male or female, doesn't matter. It gets the boost it needs. However, <laughs> if your plant maintains boosted for longer than four hours, please seek medical attention. Absolutely, your answers were all really, really helpful, and 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 I think in the right time, there's a, there's a time and a place for each one of those. Um, the most common reason that tomato plants get droopy is actually over watering. They mm. uh, so to to maintain undrooped tomato leaf plants, it is best to have a very regular watering schedule. They only need about an inch of water a week, and another reason that they get droopy is when they have been overwatered and then are immediately exposed to very harsh sunlight. It it creates a droop. So on the highest sunshine parts of the day, they like to have a little piece of newspaper laid over them so Mm. you're just giving them a little bit of a a little bit of coverage for a few hours while the sun is really harsh and then it likes another small drink at night maybe give it a little bit in the morning maybe give it a little bit at night but it likes the regularity which is tough in this time where we don't have normal work schedules you know you think you can just go out and water the plants once once no your tomato plants need regular love and maybe a little come sail away. <laughs> that really explains us all. Yes, yes. So now, for your health and wellness lesson of the day, you can keep your baby tomato plants alive. That's great. Uh, Tuck, you heard the answers. Uh, how would you like to score? Man, those are fantastic answers. Um, my favorite, personally. Um, I'm actually a big fan of the song, Come Sail Away. Mm. <laughs> <Shook> <laughs> or not, so. I'm giving Molly three points. Three points to Molly. I thought Robert Plant was freaking clever, but he killed Robert Plant, so I can't give him any. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> it wasn't. It was. You know, I'm gonna blame it on my girlfriend. She killed Robert. And, uh, Bob, I don't think you should be giving their, your plants Viagra. Sorry, no points. And uh, that works. Carl, 
It's just a bad name for a plant. <laughs> I didn't name him. His parents. <laughs> I, I don't take responsibility. Half a point. I like that comeback. <laughs> nice. That was point. Great. I got to tell you, Carl's a sucky name for a plant, and he's kind of a dude. Give him a net. You know what? We're gonna move, we're gonna bounce that up to one point. Thank wow. you. Nate, Thank you. Point. Nate, you're redeeming yourself. I love it. See, I told you, teacher's pet right here. Right now, the uh, <laughs> green nosing. Would that be green nosing? Green nosing, exactly. Green, yes, green. <laughs> right now, the scores are Marie at last place with eight and a half points. Oh, no. Steve with 11, Molly with 12, and Nate with 13 as we move into our final oh. game, which is called Technically Correct. Now, I will read a description of a movie that is technically correct. Our faculty members will all come up with an answer as fast as possible and present it one by one. Tuck will award points based on the answers that he likes best. The description of the first movie. A paranoid billionaire acts in fear of an immigrant. A paranoid billionaire acts in fear of an immigrant, Nate. Uh, Legally Blonde. Legally Blonde. Steve, you have one. Uh, Batman. Batman. Molly. Annie. Annie. And Marie. Good one. Um, 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 if billionaire could be um, 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 quality of life, it's the Jungle Book. Jungle Book. Oh, you have man. a few answers that were technically correct. However, everybody knows that the real answer is Batman versus Superman. Steve has the closest answer. Tuck, would you like to score points at all for that question? Yeah, <laughs> Molly's made me actually laugh out loud. Uh, we're going to give Molly one point there. One point to Molly. Those redheads. Now. <laughs> Moving into our The next country. movie. <laughs> Damn redheads. <laughs> so the next movie, a small town doctor brings people together in surprising ways. A small town doctor brings people together in surprising ways. Nate. Human centipede. Human centipede. Yeah. yeah. Human centipede. Molly, you have one? Dr. Doolittle. Dr. Doolittle. Now that's a mashup I don't want to watch. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Marie, do you have an answer? Nash. Mash. <laughs> so, human centipede, Doctor Doolittle, Mash, Steve. What's your answer? Uh, it will be Raiders of the Lost Ark because, little in fact, Indiana Jones has a doctorate. It's true. <gasps> Raiders of the Lost Ark. The correct answer was Nate's yeah. human centipede. <laughs> a small so town doctor brings people together in surprising ways. Tuck, how would you like to score? Oh man. <laughs> We're gonna give uh, we're gonna give Nate uh, a point there, and uh, that's it. <laughs> that's it. <laughs> wow! That's <good>. Of course <laughs> it is. Honestly, I think that's the most praise Human Centipede has ever received. Yeah. Um, <laughs> one point. <laughs> Google it. <laughs> Dodge. So the next movie: a divorced man uses trickery and deceit to stalk his ex-wife. From within her home. Hmm. Again, a divorced man uses trickery and deceit to stalk his ex-wife from within her home. Marie, you have one? Ghost. Ghost. Patrick Swayze. Ghost. Marie with ghost. Molly, do you have an answer? Uh, uh, Death Becomes Her. Death be Good movie. Death Becomes Her. Molly with Death Becomes Her. Marie with ghost. Nate. 
Apollo Man with Kevin Bacon. Steve? Uh, Mrs. Doubtfire. Mrs. Doubtfire. The answer, of course, was Mrs. Doubtfire. Mrs. Doubtfire is about a divorced man who uses trickery and deceit to stalk his ex-wife from within her home. Tuck, how would you like to score that? Well, I'm actually a big fan of the music band The Cult, and I think they had a song called Hollow Man. But Mm -hmm. the one that, the answer I really liked was Marie's. A ghost. Marie, ghost. So I'm going to give her uh, two points. Thank you. Two points to Marie for ghost. So the final technically correct. A dad needs to pick up his daughter and finds adventure along the way. (laughs) So the movie is about a dad who needs to pick up his daughter and find adventure along the way. Nate, did you have one? Yeah, Taken. (laughs) <laughs> Nate was taken I'm going to say my mind went there too that's funny. Uh, but it's obviously Harry and the Hendersons Harry and the Hendersons for Molly Steve you got an answer? Uh, it's obviously Taken 2 Yes, Taken well. 2 <laughs> Marie? It's obviously The Parent Trap The Parent Trap There was a uh, really good answer some technically correct one completely correct that was Nate the movie is Taken. <laughs> taken is about a dad who needs to pick up his daughter and finds adventure along the way. Tuck, how would you like to score? <laughs> Nate, Nate gets another two. <laughs> Nate what? another two. I like how when Nate gets it right, he gets the points. When someone else gets it right, they do not get points. Uh, I see we'll a trend. Be, we'll, so. we'll be deducting two points from Steve. Ah! <laughs> two <laughs> from Steve. <laughs> the system's <laughs> rigged. Let's take the two points from Steve and give them to Marie. Taking oh! taking two right. points, stealing two for two. So that changes the scoreboard. Right now we're at last place with Steve. Whew. Next we have Whew. Marie with twelve and a half points. Next we have Molly with thirteen points. So that means. Nate is in the lead with 16. Nobody's ah, surprised. Gotta chase him. That also means that it's time Uh-oh. for our moral for tonight's assembly. So, after interviewing Tuck, our visiting professor, after listening to what we all had to say tonight, after listening to our answers, and after playing the games, what we can take away from this assembly is simply this. When you're funny... You're funny. (laughs) Thank you, Tuck, for joining us tonight. Our reigning champion this evening is, once again, Mr. Nate Green. Nate, the guests love him. Congratulations. So, thank you for joining us. Have a good night. Balderdash Academy was created by Bob LeBlanc and Steve Corning. With writing by Steve Corning, Nate Green, Bob LeBlanc, Molly McGill, and Marie Stewart Harmon. Find us online at balderdashacademy.com. Copyright 2020 by Robert J. LeBlanc and Steve Corning. All rights reserved. Go Dashers! Loving what you're hearing? 
Now imagine if you could actually see Molly's point-winning angry face, Marie's up-close-and-personal lean-in, Nate's... Where is he now? Is he in the bathroom still? Steve's coveted sweatband and Bob's juggling of all things tech. Yeah, it gets pretty wild. See all this and more by catching episodes on Balderdash Academy's YouTube channel.